Hello footies, welcome along to your tri-weekly dose of FIFA Ultimate Team Podcasting. We are foot in review. Now ordinarily we would be taking you through all of the latest content, news, reviews and everything to help make your FIFA experience that much better. However, today is a very special show indeed. You often hear us say at the top of the podcast that this is brought to you with foot coaching. And of course, the man you hear hosting this show more often than not, John, the leader, the man himself, Mr. Foot Coaching, is of course the key thing that has brought this podcast to you and what keeps it going through his foot coaching business, helping people to make their FIFA experience better, helping them get better at the game and just all round make it a more fun experience. Well, I'm delighted to say that that experience has taken a new turn today because we can exclusively reveal, or should I say was exclusively revealed on social media a little earlier on today as we record this, Friday the 3rd of September 2021, Team Foot Coaching is here. And to explain what that means and more, of course, we could, this podcast couldn't be complete without Grandpapa... No, sorry, it's not Grandpapa Mac today. I'm with John... John, welcome along. Hello, mate. Thanks for having me on for a change. Oh, it's, it's great. It, it's been a long time since the two of us were on a show together, and it's fantastic to uh, thank you for letting me host what is, is you know, a pivotal moment and hopefully one that we look back on in years to come and, and really smile. Team Foot Coaching is here. How do you feel now it's out in the wild? Um, happy, proud, also very much relieved that we can finally talk about it i think in the open <laughs> it's been a long time coming um took way more preparation than we ever thought uh, possible but um it's here and we can talk about it contracts are signed and um yeah mostly relieved to this point i'm probably proud and happy tomorrow morning when i wake up <laughs> well we've got a, a great show for you guys out here today we're joined not just by john but we're joined by Someone you've heard on this podcast quite a few times before. It is the head coach of foot coaching. It is Aaron. Aaron, welcome along. Hello, Dan. Uh, what a uh, what a pleasure it is to be on your show finally. Uh, I know we, we're like ships in the night. We keep missing each other. Oh no! And what an introduction that was as well. I have to say, <laughs> it gave me goosebumps. I sat here with a smile on my face, um, and uh, I couldn't be prouder to be uh, part of the show as always but also part of Team Foot Coaching. Uh, I think John is pretty cool and calm, really, in terms of how he's, uh, how he's described it. Uh, I am super excited. I have been for weeks. Um, bringing in um, and expanding the, the team is uh, just incredible. So, yeah, this is a super exciting day. Now, some people might be listening and thinking, wait, Team Foot Coaching, what is this? What, what is Team Foot Coaching? John, do you want to just say... For, for for those who may not even be aware of uh, what an esports team is, what is team foot coaching? Before I bring in the first players of team foot coaching, uh, yeah, sure, I'll tr- I'll try, right? Because um, we've been so interactive with this lately that it's uh, always hard to uh, zoom out a bit and try to explain what we always try to do. Uh, but yeah, let's put like a little bit about foot coaching first. I think that 
Context is usually required. We at Food Coaching, um, we are often seen as like a content channel, something like that, but we're actually not necessarily. We make content, but that's not what we do mainly. What we do is we help uh, FIFA players all over the world to, well, unlock their potential, which is also our slogan these days. And we do that by training individuals. It uh, doesn't matter which level you are, right? Um, but also pro players. So the past season, FIFA 21 season, we've helped over a dozen organizations in the world uh, with their pro players um, and help perform. And the reason why we started our own esports team, I think if we then take that deep dive, right, and just um, interrupt me if I'm talking too much, since I'm very much used to talking too much, yeah. um, is that we've, like this season, we've trained over 100 individuals. Um, and if I look at the talent that's been around, it's insane. There's so much talent. And we, of course, see these individuals. We see these pro players and we see the non-pro players perform and train and see their mentality. And our data shows that there's a seriously a high level available. But there are no teams that pick up these players because either they don't have social media uh, or streaming content or they're too old or they have a job next to it or they just don't get discovered right and we've also seen this year that well when working with organizations is that um, not every organization has the knowledge that we do or the budget to develop their own talents and also not to make the players perform at the peak performance on the big stages so we've helped a lot of teams with that but usually that's on short term so we fly in so to speak this year, it wasn't been physical flying in, mostly digital sign-in, right? Um, but we f- we fly in, we help an organization or a team or a player for a couple of weeks, then we fly out, basically projects. And what we wanted to do with our team is not that we only scouted two brilliant talents, which was, I think, discussed shortly, right? But we've created the opportunity to guide these players during the whole season. So we think they can become the best possible FIFA player that they can be. And next to that, we'll be able to show the FIFA esports scene what's possible when we give dedicated guidance with the proven scientific performance methods that we use at Foot Coaching. So over a whole year. Um, so basically, we think of Team Foot Coaching as a way to create exposure and also to get those players better. So it's a win-win. So both players will get guidance on the level that usually is only obtainable for, um, well, pro players or organizations that have the budget for it, that hire us. Um, and we'll get to generate a lot of exposure to what we as foot coaching can actually stand for and we can do for teams if they are able to spend more time with players over the whole season. Um, I think that's a good summary of what we're trying to do, <laughs> although it's a pretty long story. <laughs> Hey, no, look, it's, it's, that is the kind of detail that we're happy to get into and we're going to get into plenty more of it. But we've got the two, you mentioned the two players there. We've got them on the show, the first two players as part of Team Foot Coaching, Ryan Hampton and Salmon Hyder. Welcome along to you both. Thanks for taking part in the show today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, it's delight- delightful. So we'll, we'll go first. Regular listeners to this show will not be uh, surprised to hear a Scottish voice. And it's only fitting that one of the first players from Team Foot Coaching is a Scot. Ryan, welcome to Team Foot Coaching. How are you feeling today? Yeah, thank you. Uh, 
yeah, it's a pretty exciting time. It's definitely something for everyone to be excited about. And well, I think I'm more excited just to be on the podcast. So I'm usually on the outside in and uh, listening to Grandpapa Mac. And <laughs> it's just surreal to be here on this side for once. But I think there's a lot of potential here. It's not just um, pros as well. We've got a lot of potential from the ground up with this project. And it's it's a really exciting time. I can't wait to get going. Yeah, it's amazing. You've only been on the show for about 30 seconds. I'm already getting a WhatsApp message from your agent uh, telling me what I can and can't ask you. So great, <laughs> great to welcome you. I got the... your number. <laughs> yeah. Into the glamorous world of foot in review. And Salman, you're based in Pakistan, is that correct? Exactly. And it's, I'm going to get into this a bit later on, but it's an area of the world that we're not necessarily used to seeing pro players come from. Is that one of the appeals of joining Team Foot Coaching is getting that greater exposure in sort of the links to sort of the world and European scene? Exactly. That is a major contributing factor when I decided to join Team Foot Coaching. Yes. Um, it's... Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, and more on that... There are a lot of talents here, but they do not get discovered, like John said, because there's not too much focus on this part of the world, right? Like last year, India didn't have the eligibility either, but this year they got that eligibility and their pros were performing at the highest level in the West Asia region against the likes of MS Dosari and so on. So similarly, these parts of the world, they have a lot of talent, but they do not get discovered. And John reached out to me and I was just so excited to be on par- on board with Team Foot Coaching. Well, let's dial it all the way back then to because, you know, I'm someone that's played video games since I was four, you know, four or five years old. I'm, I'm 35 now, unbelievably. Um, but I've, I've never sort of I've been good at games before, but I've never been able to think, do you know what? I could do this for a living. Ryan, at, at what point did you sort of realize that actually I could take on pretty much anyone at this game. Um, I think we're still in the transition of that, but um, I think probably last FIFA um, was definitely my peak and the best I've ever done up to this point. And I was playing higher level players and I was giving them a game and I just felt that if I got to this point, I didn't know how much further I could get and that's when I actually reached out to John and Arm to see if they could help me with that and how much more they could help me and they were so positive that we could go even further and yeah I, I gave it a little bit of a go on the end of FIFA but there wasn't really enough time so I'm, I think uh, we're all really excited to give it a proper go this year But are you the type of person that your mates just refuse to play at FIFA because you're going to give them a hiding? Uh, well, it's a bit of a bulky question, actually. I lost to one of my friends last week on Foot Champs. Oh. Uh, not last week, sorry, last year on Foot Champs, and I haven't heard the end of it. Um, but up to that point, yes. <laughs> but I'm hoping next year I can get my own back on that one. Absolutely. It's, uh, if you get in control, it's thrown across the room in the old couch play experience. That was the yes, sign. Yes, uh... something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that people didn't want to tangle with you. Uh, and Salman, what about yourself? I mean, what is the sort of FIFA scene like in, in Pakistan? Did you have play? Uh, did you have friends uh, or, or family growing up that you played with before you sort of went online? Yeah, we have a bit of a community here, which get, doesn't get the recognition it deserves. But there are a lot of FIFA players in Pakistan, in this 
not just in Pakistan, but in the whole subcontinent, there are so many FIFA players. And like you asked Ryan, are there friends who are, you know, who don't like to play you or something like that? So yeah, answering that question for myself as well, I only play the, I try to play friends who are, you know, just as good as at the game as me. There are a few in the country, but yeah, uh, they, there is a lot of talent here. And the, I started playing FIFA during to FIFA 14 with my elder brother. We used to play kickoff. And yeah, that was the start of my FIFA journey. And there are a lot of players playing kickoff to this day in Pakistan than you can ever imagine. But yeah, we have a lot of foot champions players as well. The obvious question is, can you beat your, do, do you beat your older brother? Yeah, uh, eventually <laughs> he used to beat me, but after a year or so, I used to beat him consistently. So then we stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the family pride is, uh, is, is firmly with you. Okay, I, I exactly. can sort of see that. Um, we'll, we'll speak definitely to, to the two of you a bit more later on, but I want to get back to John and Aaron. Because, you know, the two of you have mentioned, you know, I know that you've been helping out professional teams and stuff in the past. How much sort of, do you feel any extra pressure now you're going to be sort of guiding these two guys through this next game cycle? Uh, Aaron, I'll start with you. Uh, Well, Dan, I'd like to go back to a point that um, uh, Salman and and Ryan and John have kind of touched on really, which is about what team foot coaching is. Um, Yeah, please do. If it's, yeah, I think so. Ryan talked about like grassroots um, talent and players, and that's something that I see with foot coaching or team foot coaching now. The players I've had the privilege of working with in the last year, I look at these guys and how committed they are, and I feel like there's so much untapped talent. And I feel that through team foot coaching, anybody listening to this who's thinking, you know, how good could I really be? Um, and that's uh, I would say reach out because I guarantee you can get a lot better. And I've gone on that journey and I've surprised myself. Um, and that's, that, that's how great, you know, team foot coaching um, is. But we're a wholly inclusive. Um, and I would encourage anybody, all ages, um, no matter what you do or what your home life is like, you know, if you like gaming and you want to get better, then reach out. Um, and I think Salmon's point around, um, you know, uh, talent and players from all over the world globally um, and we don't know about them and again that's what I feel really exciting about this project is we aren't a, a Dutch based you know um, organization we aren't UK based we are global and we do work with a lot of global players and I, again I would encourage anybody who's listening to think you know don't be scared to reach out because we will work with anybody um, as long as I think the key thing is the attitude towards learning and effort to trying something then you can get a lot better. I feel really excited about those points that that, that people have talked about. Um, To answer your question, though, uh, about uh, pressure, um, if I'm being honest, I do feel a little bit of pressure, but in a good way, because uh, I think it will push me personally to be a better coach, um, to be more invested um, than I am currently. Um, and to find ways to support these two amazing players um, and help them to get better. Um, and it will also push me to get better as a player as well. Um, and, and I think that's really exciting because that's what we're, we're about. Uh, and I really look forward to seeing these, these guys do exceptionally well this year. Um, uh, can't wait to get started. 
Tom, one of the, the, the strange things about the esports world, and particularly the FIFA scene, is that actually every 12 months we've got a brand new game to work on. And you're launching Team Foot Coaching at the start before we've even actually, well, for most of us, have actually got our hands on FIFA 22. Does that give you, is that an advantage or is that a bit of a disadvantage? I'm not sure to the question was, but I'll try to answer this one else. To you, to you. Um, well, I think it's an advantage. It's, it's all right. It doesn't actually matter too much, I think. So at foot coaching, we always try to base our analysis and our training on data, right? Um, and I think if we look at the game necessarily, you think new games will have new things to discover. And if you discover things quickly, you have a little bit of advantage. But especially on the level these guys are, um, the more you play with other pros and other organizations, it that advantage doesn't take too long to catch up with. Um, and I think it's cool to start off with the new season so we can prepare. We have a preseason which we can start off with. We have a new format, of course, in the game itself. Uh, and both of the players, of course, were eligible for the beta. So they already had some test runs going. If you do it during the season, you already have the, some mental things which you need to take in co- into consideration. So like getting certified is very important uh, for a esports organization and for the players. If you're halfway through the season and you're either not certified or you're already qualified, um, that brings in a whole lot of different um, yeah, a set of motions, I think, which you need to get through. And now we can start all on the same level, all with the same advantages or disadvantages, and just start refresh and start working on team building. So I like, I like this it. way of doing it. Also easier to announce and get hyped for the new game when you started out doing like this. Uh, Dan, I'd, I'd just jump Sorry, in if, if it's all right. Um, mechanics of this game don't drastically change uh, year on year. And if I go through my journey as a as a player in terms of improving my game, and then what I've realized is that if the mechanics are 70, I'm, I'm plucking this number kind of out the air, but I'm going to say 75%. Um, of being successful at this game and the rest of it is built around you know your unpredictability uh, your attitude your and your mindset so if you can nail the mechanics and I think from game on game if I go back now probably two or three versions um, and then look ahead the key mechanics of the game don't drastically change you know you get a few odd skill moves you know we might have to learn you know it might feel slightly differently but if you look at so defending, passing, transition, attacking phases, that's all that 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 for me all remains relatively static. So uh, I don't feel like launching ahead of a new game is a disadvantage at all. I actually think it's a great advantage because we can help people um, with that now, um, even before the new game comes out. Because if you're still playing the old game, mechanics are going to be the same. Yeah, I can. Uh, I only have very limited experience of moving between FIFAs, but I can certainly attest to the fact that you are able to build on those mechanics year on year. I want to get back to the guys, to the players themselves, Ryan and Salman. A lot of people listening to this will say, oh, I'd love to be a pro player, but 
I mean, how much time? Do, how much time do you two get to play this game? And how? And are you increasing that amount now that you're now that you're part of team foot coaching, or is it just going to be more sort of targeted time? Salman, I'll start with you. How much time, sort of daily, roughly, do you get to play FIFA? There is not a set amount of time, but if you ask me, on average, I believe during the peak season, that is from October to June. I believe I play the game three to five hours a day, most days, with, you know, Sunday or Monday being an off day, and a holiday. But most of the days I play three to five hours. Now that I've joined Team Foot Coaching, obviously the focus will improve and maybe I'll put in an extra hour and two in the daily practice. Brian, what about yourself? I think, well, I have a full-time job as well. Um, so I have to try and find a balance when I'm playing. So I... I'm fairly casual, I would say, in past, and the kind of hours I could commit to it. So maybe an hour or two on weekdays, and even then, it's not every weekday. Sometimes at weekends, I could put in a couple of hours. But I actually quite like to balance it out with um, doing other things in other games, just so that you're not constantly at it. I think it's good to be mentally healthy, you know, just so you don't feel like you're having to get that time in all the time just because you've got some spare time. Um, saying that, though, now that we're with foot coaching, I think, obviously, we'll review how much time's needed to to fit it all in. And if that's something that's needed, then we'll, we'll do it. Yeah, Aaron, I think it I... Sorry, go on. Sorry, it's just that when... Um, part of the allure, I think, for John and Aaron was that I was actually still in a full-time job, and it was a bit of a, a positive thing to look at. So you could almost use it as an example that you don't necessarily have to put in the the type of hours that every pro player does. And it, it could be a healthy thing to have that balance. Um, I think you can get into bad habits sometimes when you're putting in too much time. Yeah, and Aaron, that was, that was exactly what I was going to sort of ask you next, is that this, while we're talking about, you know, a professional team, an esports team, it's it's not, fully professional in, in the sense of, and obviously, I mean, it's professional in, in the way we present ourselves and the way you guys will be training and, and competing. But, you know, it's not like suddenly going to be, um, you know, and I might be wrong here, I haven't read the contracts, but I presume these guys are not suddenly going to be on footballer-style wages and able to uh, sort of give up, as Ryan said, the, the day job. So, Aaron, from you, from a coaching point of view, how do you get to grips with trying to get some of the best they can, but maybe not having every single day to work with them? That's a good question. Um, I think communication is, is... So if I think about your question in terms of working with these two guys, um, uh, I mean, I have a full-time job as well. I have a family at home. So I think it's about... Um, communication with with these guys um and being in constant dialogue in terms of prepping and supporting them um ahead of this this season ahead um and I, and I think in terms of for me organizing my days and my weeks in a way that enables me to um to, to be available um to support and, and I think a key bit around it is passion um passion you know I come back to that thing as uh, you, you would have seen the same quotes as me from people who say oh you know if you can get a job or do something that you know it's pretty it's a hobby and it doesn't feel like work that's exactly what this is two things that i'm really passionate about uh, coaching and developing 
um, and gaming all align here. So for me, I can always find time um, to do that. And I have a really supportive network at home as well, which enables me to do that. Um, so, you know, those are some of the key things for me, um, I think, ahead of working with these guys. John, I, I, I sort of thought I brought a question on myself with what I've just asked Aaron there, but I was sort of joking about the fact that, you know, unfortunately these guys can't quit the day job. What kind of, for those people who, who may be new to the sort of pro scene, how many players can this current sort of ecosystem sustain at a full-time living wage? And do you see that going up any time in the future? Yeah, so I think how esports team, especially FIFA, usually work is that um, the young guys are not only young guys playing at teams because of their reflexes and stuff, but also basically because they don't require high wages right away. Um, and there's um, like, the, so the thing is, you'll need sponsors. Uh, sponsors come whenever you have exposure. And I always f- believe firmly that you should, um, well, if you get sponsors in, you should share it with the team and everyone should benefit. And that's how we built the podcast. That's how we built food coaching. I think that's how we should build this team around. Um, if you look at professional teams, uh, which we also work with, of course, there's a whole lot of difference between everyone's salary or everyone's paid. Some uh, agreements with the trend, with the price money is uh, the splits are different. And of course, I won't say the details of the contract, and I feel we did it very fair with these guys, right? Um, but I think, for example, what we did is with price money, if, if these guys win prizes, they be the ones being very happy with that themselves on the money content part, right? Uh, more than so than the, the actual team will benefit from that. And I think that helps. And coming a little bit back on the question about the time management and having a full-time job, right? I think what we distinctively wanted to show the world is, and of course, this will go with uh, falling and, stand, and getting up, right? But if you now, if we, we fly into organizations that have pro players who get paid um, to full-time play FIFA, right? and make content about FIFA. We get flown in because they don't have proper training, usually. Don't say they have any training. They don't have, like, um, uh, consecutive training, like structural training. If we, we, we think at Food Coaching that if you bring in cons- constructive training, good programs, steady amounts of training hours, good training programs, good coaching, like personal coaching, get these guys... Um, be able to perform a big performance. And whenever we have like the big tournaments, be there to support them live, make the video analysis and do everything there. So it's all about efficiency, right? As we very much optimized our workflows at foot coaching for coaching sessions, that's what we wanted to do with the pro team as well. So although time might be limited, for example, I think this goes um, for Ryan a bit more than for Salmon, is the time the so Ryan, for example, does spend in FIFA, we will spend structurally we will spend focus we will spend with a plan and if we that's what we want to show if we do that then you don't require to make that 40 hours a week and sure i hope that um <laughs> that these guys will be able in one year hold a trophy and say okay it was cool having doing this with a full-time job but what can we do and now we can maybe financially do this as well if we do spend four times the amount of time 
now, right? Um, but that's we don't want to put that extra pressure on these players as well. Like you need to perform to make money or you need to perform to stay in the team. No, no, we're on in this journey together. We're paving the way of how we think an esports team could and sh- actually should be managed and worked and trained. Um, and let's do that together without taking that pressure of being financially responsible of the team only. I hope that makes sense. Oh, ab- absolutely. And of course, you know, these guys, you know, Ryan and Simon are going to be playing as part of team foot coaching ship, but they're not just players because they're also going to be part of foot coaching as coaches. And Amma, our Skybox holder, a uh, member of the Foot in Review podcast community and occasional guest as well. Thank you very much. He's sort of voiced that question in our live chat, which anybody can access as we record these shows live. If you join our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash foot in review, that gets you Discord access. And in the Discord, you can listen live as Amr has done. And he wants to know to uh, for Salman and Ryan, how do you guys feel about coaching now, what's your expectations and the experience and what kind of experience are you expecting being coaches as part of foot coaching? Salman, I'll start with you. So basically, I have been a coach as well for over the past three years. I was working with a German organization before. So I've had my share of experience with coaching. So I'm very excited, you know, because the way foot coaching coaches is much different than the other organizations. So I'm very excited to learn their way of coaching and be able to spread my knowledge to their students. Brian, what about yourself? Well, I've got virtually zero experience with the coaching side, but um, I've got to be honest, it's probably one of the coolest aspects of it. Um, that wasn't part of the original plan. Um, it was just the playing side of it, but when I got the opportunity and John and Aaron asked me to be part of the team as well on the coaching side, I definitely couldn't say no. It's Something I'm interested in in general, um, data-driven decisions or something my full-time job has as well, and I enjoy that type of thing. So this was definitely an exciting opportunity for me to be part of, and uh, I definitely couldn't say no when it came up. John, this sort of leads nicely into the sort of next area that I wanted to get in with you is people will be sitting here saying, oh, wow, you're running an esports team now, but what itself... As I lost myself briefly there. What exactly is the future for foot coaching itself? Uh, is, you know, people might be sitting there thinking, oh, has John and Aaron and, and the guys have actually got time to still coaching? What are you hoping for the foot coaching business itself? Well, time wise, I think one of the things we always keep doing is how to make things more efficient. So um, I am trained as uh, um, I'm trained in logistics actually optimizing workflows uh, so all I've been doing over the past 20 years is although I know I don't look old but I am fairly old for this scene uh, but all I've been doing is optimizing workflows everywhere we were where, where I came um, so that's how we do it as well that's why we did with coaching that's um, why we just it's not a not a like um, not trying to be arrogant but we did over 100 individual trainees last year but we've analyzed more than 1,200 matches in one season. And that's with me and Aaron, right? Uh, so getting two guys on board who we will train in the exact same way 
And what I've been knowing, I know um, Salman for now five years, I think, Salman. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I, I mean, I've been training with Salman for five years ago. Um, um, I know the organization which he worked for, um, had contact with him getting on board. I think if we combine that optimizations flow, there's so much options for us to um, to expand, to easily be able to maintain even more work. And one of the key factors is that um, I, my, like personally, I decided to give up my current management position and I'm going to do this full-time. So food coaching is going to be my full-time job, actually, starting soon. And maybe that helps as well with time management. <laughs> Talking about what the organization is going to do uh, long-term, I think very important is we are a coaching company. All we wanted to do is get people to perform better while playing video games and enjoy that journey right, to get better. Um, we do that on every single level. The level doesn't actually matter for us because we've got programs for every single. But helping people in that way, um, I think, is what our future should be, is what we're going to do. And along with some of the partners, we are uh, taking along this journey. And, of course, they're helping out, bringing us on the journey, is to expand that. Because what we do, um, we can teach everyone in our team. And I hope we get so big that next next year, we're now already four people, right? Next year, at least these guys are going to make the full job, full-time jobs out of it. Um, and maybe we'll get even more players and coaches on board. But start slow. Make sure the theory works. <laughs> and make sure the rest of the world sees this, I think. Are there any sort of things that you have to do when setting up uh, an esports team, especially in FIFA? Do you have to register with anybody? Is it a, or can you know? Is it just right? We're a team now, and you have to put yourself into events. Uh, it's more the last thing. So if you are a, a prop, an organization that's been around for long, you're part of the FIFA network, and they'll be more likely put to put in your kit, right? Uh, your TIFO, stuff like that. Basically things that came in last year and the year before that. Uh, but even then, some of the big organizations took upon half the season to actually get their kit into the game. So it's still a lot of work, a lot of networking. But besides getting your kit or your name into the game itself, it is just up to the players to perform and get themselves qualified under your banner, so to speak. There's no extra work involved in that. So basically anyone could start an a esports organization. There are many people that actually start an esports organization trying to do this. Um, I think what we try to differ is to make that um, to make it solid, right? Not to just go in there, have some games, see if we can qualify. And if we can't, it was fun for the sponsors. Now this has to be a good, steady build, uh, which we can expand upon in the future. But basically anyone could do this. Uh, and I think the management experience Aaron and, I'm, and myself have will definitely help um, to start this up, but also maintain it, I think. How do the guys, again, some people listening might not even be sure, how we, you talk about qualifying for events. I mean, how, how many events are there on the FIFA scene? Because we see these ones pop up that you can get tokens for watching, but is that just the extent of it? Is it just the official ones EA run, or are there sort of unofficial ones like i know there are things like dream hack out there for other esports 
how what is the scene like at the moment for FIFA? Um, it's uh, it's diverse, um, but basically, if you look at the esports scene itself, we sort of know the new setup. Up, uh, it's not announced yet, so I have to be careful there. So I'm going to re- reference to FIFA 21 <laughs> for that. I think. Uh, but basically, what happens to FIFA 21 is you need to get qualified. Uh, you get qualified if you play for the uh, weekend league, right? For champions, you get need to get at least 27 wins. Um, then you get that amount of points, and at the end of a period before the qualifiers start, the top players that are at least 27 wins get into these qualifiers. These qualifiers get played, and these play uh, these if you qualify through, you get some tokens to go through and make playoffs. That's the whole short version of playoffs end up in being world championship, right? Um, there's little bit steps in there, but to make it simple, because I've read the responses after I tried to explain the current rifle ladder. So I think this is the basic setup, which we should do. Um, I'm not mistaken there, Ryan, right? This is easy enough for everyone, I think, if we put it like this. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that podcast, yeah. but <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so 27 wins important, then you qualify. And then you go into the qualifiers. You qualified for the qualifiers. Next season, not sure what happens. Um, but that's the official EA run tournaments. Of course, there are many tournaments being hosted. I know for a fact that if we look at Salmon, Salmon, there are many local tournaments in Pakistan. Am I correct? Yep, you're correct. So these tournaments are good for exposure, prize money, um, being noticed by sponsors, but it has nothing to do with getting any points for the official world championships and stuff for FIFA, right? Um so it's separate from this. So if you look at FIFA and eSports, basically it's everything EA sets up, but there are many things past that. We've worked for organizations that played national leagues like the EDVZ, um, which are also supported by DreamHack, by the way. Um, and of course, that is not where we will be competing because those are football clubs which get players signed up through organizations. Um, and that's also a thing that we work for these organizations that are in those leagues but because our team is, well, not from Netherlands at least, but also not playing in these for these organizations, uh, we are also never competing. I think that's an important thing. So that's why we're able to start food coaching, team food coaching without losing clients on the other side. I think it's an important note. And then there's things like uh, E-Nations qualifiers um, and a lot of local tournaments or online tournaments this year. And I have to give a shout out because the Blackie Club, Cup, for example, has been an amazing online tournament um, where good players just um, buy themselves in for a little fee and have a pretty cool and decent amount of um, a prize money for themselves just by playing in night. There's good opponents, good training, good possibility of a good prize money, very nice and very well organized, good content creation. Um, and basically... That's the basics. I do think EA could host a lot of more tournaments and what locally scenes, but for now, at least the scene where we are going to compete in, which is basically start out from FIFA game itself, right? Get qualified and go from there is what we're aiming for. Well, I can't wait to, to see what happens. I just want to get back to the guys again as well. Um, Brian, you, you sort of mentioned that you know, you, you've got a full-time job and this is your first sort of foray in, but how how do you handle sort of the, the pressure of trying to 
sort of qualify. I mean, if I'm on the verge of getting 14 wins, my, my hands start to go to jelly as I'm playing FIFA. Do you feel any sort of pressure when you, when you play games at a high level or are you able just to sort of keep nice and calm? No, you absolutely feel pressure, but I think you wouldn't be human if you didn't. Uh, I think it's good sometimes to feel a bit of pressure. It just means there's something on the line, something you're playing for, and if you're feeling pressure, I guess it means that you actually care about it. If you care about it, you want to improve, and if you want to improve, I think you're having more fun as well. Um, Something for me is that I can't have much fun with games unless I'm doing well. Um, I often just put the controller down if I'm not doing very well at it. So I uh, I sort of enjoy the pressure, um, and it's up to me to make the most of that. I uh, I try not to blame the outside forces if I can, but um, it's all down to me, and I have to I have to play up to that pressure. Yeah, Sam and Ryan mentioned their outside forces, and I think unfortunately it's something we have to sort of touch on with yourself being based out in Pakistan and. These worldwide tournaments, especially at the moment with the with the COVID situation, often playing over online connections. Do you think that that's maybe something that's that's got in your way to this point, or do you not notice the difference? It does get in my way, yes. But like Ryan said, I try not to focus too much on the outside stuff. You know, just trying to focus in what's my control. Eventually, it does get in your way sometimes, but you can always overcome it. That's what I believe. What kind of ping do you get playing? Uh, I get 48 to 50 ms. Wow. That would, uh, for, for, for most people listening, I think we, we start getting twitchy when it's about 20, 25. John, I know you, you, you play about, what, one ping, don't you? I get twitchy when it gets over five. No. <laughs> I'm <laughs> i just jump it? in, Dan. Sorry. Yeah, go for it. Um, I think um, what's really interesting is, and this is like, probably I'm listening with my coaching head on, this is why Ryan and Salman, for me, are like perfect examples of players who can go really far in the game. And I would also say from a coaching perspective, anybody thinking about getting coaching from foot coaching, this, these, this is the attitude. is it, You don't look at the outward forces, you know, the game, the connection. Both have said, talked about, it's what was in their control, their attitude towards it, their attitude towards getting the best, best out of themselves. Um, and that's what makes great players. Um, and, and that's why I feel really excited about working with these two guys because they bring in that attitude um, around, if I'm not playing well, it's because of me. If I am winning, it's because of me. And I love that. Um, so I, that's why I feel really pumped for it. Like it. So when you mentioned that you've had experience playing at tournaments before, how do you sort of get yourself through the later stages of those when the pressure is on? We have to say something before someone answers. He's a national oh, champion, do. right, from Pakistan. Just saying. Yeah. He's being a little bit modest with saying, I've played a couple of tournaments. <laughs> well, how, yeah. how was that then? If you, if you become na- what was the game like to become national champion? Basically, we invited the top 10 players of Pakistan. It was an invitational tournament, and all of them were verified players. By that, I mean 27, 28 plus wins, and some were top 200 players, 30 and 0 players. But again, since I'm a streamer as well, and I'm very famous in the Pakistani FIFA scene, so there were a lot of, you know, people expect a lot from me, so that does add to the pressure. But in, at the end of the day, when I pick the controller, when I go into the game, I just tell myself that you live in the moment, you 
focus on one pass at a time, one shot at a time, one dribble at a time. And that's what I learned from John, to be very honest. Because I was someone who used to take a lot of pressure. I always had the potential, if I talk about FIFA 18, 19, I choked many tournaments just because I couldn't get out of my own thoughts. But I believe I'm getting better with that. And of course, you feel a lot of pressure. I was sweating in January, imagine, while playing the finals of the national championship. There was some prize money on the line and a lot of prestige. But yeah, I overcame it somehow. Do you prefer playing in in the same room as somebody or have you got more comfortable sort of playing online given what, what the world's been going through in the uh, last two years? To be honest, I'm more comfortable playing online, but I have some experience of land tournaments as well, so I don't mind that, but I prefer playing online. Brian, what about yourself? Do you like having an opponent in the same room as you, as, as mentioned earlier, the old couch experience? Uh, I think I prefer to play in my own setup. I've got very limited experience of playing in a LAN but uh, the events I do do I just feel very uncomfortable um, but that's obviously something to work on Yeah, You won't feel uncomfortable when you, you have the foot in review army cheering you on from the crowd all in our replica kit I hope so, I can't wait to get that kit Yeah, I'll just tell, uh, I'll just tell Grandpapa Max you know, to calm down because you know, he might get a bit too passionate That's what we want, we want that Being passion a- be in the rowdy section. Nah, we want that passion. It'll drive us all on. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and again, people are listening in live. Uh, Lexinator sort of says, will we do a foot coaching cup? We'll just get a place in the new team. <laughs> and, uh, and John, I'll, I'll let you respond live as you responded to that question in the chat. I think that the winners will be in this podcast at this moment. So <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I can't see myself taking down the national champion of Pakistan. Um, I I know, think... <laughs> I know that I know that Alex is sat there thinking I can. <laughs> <laughs> he he wants to be he wants to be part of the team. I I know he does. So that's why he's pitched it. Um, so uh, yeah, I I, I would uh, I'd be I'd be up for some. Something like that, you know. If we, if we could do it for a bit of fun, why not? You know, um, yeah, we could we could stream it live. That would be even cooler, right? Yeah, presenters are coming in to the chat thick and fast. Everyone's keen to to take down the the, the two the two new uh, the two newcomers to the scene. I'm just um, just saying, I, we got seven resumes sent in since we announced it this afternoon. Just wow. <laughs> I mean, my my only claim to fame is I've, I've got a victory over John. That's, that's, that's true. <laughs> so, Dan, Dan, I've got two, and uh, do you know what John did? And John blamed the connection. Can you believe that? <laughs> he wasn't, you know, his one second ping. All of a sudden, it was like a twenty ping, which is what I have to play with because there's many gamers in my house, um, killing the bandwidth. Um, but John just has to admit that I was better than him. I will. Uh, I will join the uh, Europa Conference League competition if we run one. For, uh, for for the seventh, eighth place finishes in the foot coaching cup. But, gents, I mean, it's been fantastic chatting to you over the last hour or so. I can't wait to see what's next for team foot coaching. I'll, I'll give each of you the floor before we go. Salwin, anything you want to add before we uh, ride off into the sunset? I just say to everyone listening, keep supporting Foot in Review and make sure that you support us. And yeah, we'll make you all proud and hope to see you guys again. 
absolutely and where can people sort of follow you You mentioned you're streaming where can people follow you online and on social media uh, yeah i stream on facebook gaming you can follow me on king sunny 27 on facebook gaming king sunny 27 on youtube and king sunny 2027 on twitter one thing i forgot to ask you as well yeah who is your team in football who do you support fc barcelona uh, ah okay oh dear yeah, this time last year would have been a good would have been a good answer, but uh, exactly. not not the easiest not the easiest of summers. Can I just jump in there? I feel like I have to. I mean, I always make some sort of connection to Newcastle, which is obviously my team. But Barcelona now have uh, Luke de Jong uh, playing up front for Barcelona, who had half a season at Newcastle and uh, he was horrific. I don't think he had a shot on target, and I don't think he broke sweat. So good luck. But FC Barcelona is more like FC Dutch now. Yeah. <laughs> is this, is this the, a better or worse Barcelona team than the one Newcastle managed to beat in, uh, what was it, 97? Oh. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't a keen follower of Barcelona back then. <laughs> it was five years ago. I'm sure Aaron can tell us all about it. <laughs> Certain hat trick from us. Maybe right back then. Could, could Aaron, can you remember who scored? Uh, for Barcelona or for Newcastle? No, for you. Uh, oh, mm, did uh, someone, some Colombian, Tino or something, did he score three goals? Yeah, I can't ring remember. Some, ring some sort of a bell. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll move swiftly on from that. Uh, so, again, thank you very much for joining the show. Best of luck. I can't wait to you get on with Team thank Foot Coaching. Much, thank you for no, having me. And, and, and no, I said you're part of the family now. You. Yeah, we are. I am definitely, and I'll hopefully see you guys again. Yeah, you can you can certainly be on with me and uh, deal with me and my bad icon luck. Yeah, and... I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, right, Ryan? What about yourself? Anything to add before we before we settle up? Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to joining you in the bad luck um, booth with the icons, so we can we can trade notes on that one next year. Show uh, me in but, a cutter and we'll talk. Oh, if only. I wish I had that. Oh, I've, I don't have much luck with icons, so I don't, I don't try them very often. Um, but no, I'm just, it's been really, really good to be on. Um, I'm hoping to get to know everyone a bit better in the Discord as well. I think it's, uh, I hope this really opens it all up. I'm happy to speak to anyone and everyone at any time about anything. So if anyone has any questions at any point, feel free to ask. I'm happy to, happy to talk. Um, thank you thank you for having me no thank you for giving up your time to be on and where can people follow you on social media at the moment uh, I've got a new twitter it's at Hampton R underscore foot Um, over time we'll be streaming a bit more um, possibly making some YouTube videos as well so when it comes to that we'll be sharing that a bit more but at the moment it's just on twitter and who's your team (laughs) my team Celtic Oh, well, maybe we won't get you on a show with Chris then. <laughs> no, I'd I love that, but uh, I think you'll have to ask him for permission first. Yeah, we'll get Chris and Adama on with uh, yourself and Paul. Yeah, that nice, sounds great. Nice, nice cordial conversation. I'm sure it would be a very gentlemanly conversation. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, we, we, we won't mention last Sunday. Anyway, Moving on, uh, Aaron, what about yourself? Anything to add before we finish up? Uh, it's been a pleasure to have uh, Salman and, and Ryan on. Um, uh, 
I'm really hoping that we have an opportunity um, to do some more work with the, what is clearly an outstanding talent pool in Pakistan. And I hope we have an opportunity to do some, you know, some coaching sessions and some fun stuff with, with the players um, there. Um, I think that would be super, super cool. Um, and I'm really excited to see how both of these players um, progress uh, in the upcoming season. Um, on Ryan, um, when we first met Ryan and had a conversation I noticed that he had a, a green emblem on his um, jacket, I think it was. And I uh, incorrectly guessed that he was a Hibs fan. And uh, you should have seen the look on his face. So I don't think I best made the best first impression with that. Um, but, you know. I think it personally. I think we pushed past it. I think so. I took it personally at first, but. I still don't understand why you thought it was that, but yeah, we're past that. Now. I, I just, I just thought every, everyone's a Celtic fan, so maybe there was somebody you know who supported Hibs. There's got to be someone. Not everyone. Not everyone in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, and Aaron. Where can people follow you on the old uh, social media? Uh, well, Facebook's for friends uh, or family mainly, uh, so not there really. I would say I'm very uninteresting. I'll just watch videos of cats really. And uh, But Twitter is where uh, I generally hang out a hell of a lot more, so please come and uh, find me uh, on there. I have a really odd name, which is a play on my surname, so it's Yoohoo Glue. Um, so if you can find that, then you find me. Excellent. And, of course... John, I mean, from from a personal point of view, having sort of joined the Foot in Review team sort of nine months ago, I I just want to say it's it's fantastic to see you taking this leap to be guiding a team. Uh, I think I can speak for everyone listening and and the players and everyone and saying that they couldn't think of a better person to be kicking this venture off and to have as their as their boss. But I mean, again, just how. How are you feeling now? Has it sunk in and, and anything else you want to add before we go? <laughs> Let me just start by saying I'm nobody's boss, right? Um, there's a reason we call team foot coaching and not foot coaching esports or anything like that. And it's also why we also talk about our team at, uh, at the podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm paying some of the bills and I'm getting some of the money, but that's it. Uh, it's a team effort, I think, in the end. But at the uh, yeah, I'm I'm really happy to get this started. Um, it took more work than I think many people can imagine to get uh, these on the road. I think the first chats we had with Ryan were in March, almost Ryan, something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. <laughs> I think it was the end of March. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was a, a long and uh, um, interesting <laughs> path to take, and it, I think. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to starting the journey. It's all going to be new. Not every like we have a lot of experience with these teams, but I think doing it ourselves is a bit different. Um, I have to give a shout out to the partners, and that's all right, though, uh, Dan. Please do. Uh, of course, I want to give a shout out to Gaia Sports and and Analysis Pro, um, both parties we've been partnering with for the last one year and a half, I think. Yeah, eighteen months. Um, they are the main supplier, along with Foot Coaching, for um, the software which we use, which is Codem and uh, ClipDraw. And both of these uh, these packages will be on our new kit, which we'll be announcing soon. Um, but I think there's one partner which I can't let out, and I we haven't confirmed this officially, 
uh, but I checked in with them if it's all right that we name them tonight. So we'll be announcing our partnership with uh, before FIFA 22 starts, but then at least you got an exclusive tonight as well, Dan. I like it. <laughs> um, and if you look at the trailer which we released today, which you might be able to link in the show notes, it's also, it's been given away there, but nobody actually noticed because in the right bottom corner, there is a logo from the organization that we partnered up with. And the organization is called Home of Esports. It's also a Dutch organization and they manage uh, players, but also they manage uh, some uh, clubs. So they have some E, Divisi, Spots, as well, um, where they apply the players to. Um, we're going to help them developing their players. They are definitely going to help us curating content, marketing us, helping us with the network. Um, we'll be teaching esports. We'll be talking about that so- soon enough. Uh, but Home of Esports was essential in getting this started. And if you look at the trailer and the new design, they helped out tremendously um, with creating that. Um, and we'll be able to get them on soon as well then. So in the new season, I think we'll have plenty of options to get these pro players as well in. Next to the guy, Ryan and Salmon, of course. We'll be able to talk more EDVs. We'll be able to get more behind-the-scenes material about how we run esport organizations, marketing perspective, and everything going on there. So, um, yeah, it's going to be one heck of a season. It's going to be scary. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be frustrating, and we're going to be celebrating a lot of stuff. Um, but it's something I've been looking for, forward to a lot of being able to announce it and now just bring it out in the world and go work at it, right? Go grind, I'd almost say. But I think it's important that our slogan is, like our key motto has always been, um, unlock your potential. And I think we can now unlock everyone's potential even more with this team we now have, the network we've built up, the partners we've got situated, and with this really cool team with Ryan and Solomon in it, um, that can show the world how we do that. So just as importantly, where, so if people are, you know, you mentioned you've already had resumes in since the team announcement, where, and for everything coaching, let's let's split it up, let's run through one by one. Where can people contact you if they're interested in exploring something to do with team foot coaching? Where's the best place to go for that? I think email is usually the easiest way, and it's fairly easy. It's just info at footcoaching.com. I think that's the most easiest way to get in contact with us. Of course, we are active on all social media, right? So if you search on foot coaching, you'll find us anywhere. Um, but if you want to be like business inquiries or if you be eligible for a team place or actually if you just want to know what we're doing, just go and send an email to info at footcoaching.com. And is it the same for those people who are out there thinking, I, I want to get some coaching from yourselves? Yeah, we, we can split that, but usually, yes. You can also go to footcoaching.com, the website itself, of course, which is being rebuilt currently and probably be live over the weekend with the new style and stuff. Um, but you can get coaching set up from basically every channel we have. Just let us know that you're in coaching and we'll get that settled. Um, there's always, and I just want to make that clear, you always get an invoice. You can pay with PayPal. It's including taxes. If you're a company, you can reduce taxes. You name it. It's all official. Um, all privacy policies enabled. You can look at everything there. It's um, We're not just fooling around in this sport. <laughs> You're even you're even up to date with GDPR. 
most definitely. So even if you do book a coaching <laughs> session or you do say a shout out, we'll never put in your full name. We're always like we do with the Patreons, always say either your first name with a with the last letter or something. Excellent. Well, I, and again, and before we go, I think it's important as well. I mean, sort of t- teasing him and mentioning it on Wednesday as well. I mean, remind everybody what can they can expect on Foot in Review as well over the next few months. Yeah, like I think this is, of course, the same we always done. Um, so we'll definitely be able to talk content. We're still going to be three times a week. Uh, I think uh, our producing um, is getting, our quality of producing is getting better and better every time, right? Um, but what we also be able to do is we'll get uh, Ryan and Solomon into more podcasts. So talking about meta, we'll get one of these pro players in. We'll use our new network or expanded network to get more interesting point of view in um, as long as as well as other pro players from other organizations and maybe get discussions build up like this of course we'll be talking a little bit more esports I think uh, especially after performances from these two guys um, from the team I think that's always um, I think that's always a good one um, and I think if you look at our new Patreon and I'm instantly taking over the host role sorry for that Dan uh, but if you look at no, Patreon, no, patreon.com forward slash foot in review, and uh, you'll see all our new tiers, right? Uh, and some of these tiers also enable like live coaching sessions, which we'll do on our Discord, where we stream, we'll talk meta, we'll show stuff. It's like combined sessions. You don't pay, you just hop on the chat whenever we are broadcasting, and you can ask away, check along, find out our new tactics, everything like that. And we'll be doing those like at least once in the two weeks. And of course, now we have this network going. You can just ask Salmon and, and Ryan all you want to know about being a pro player and what they do as well in the Discord now. Absolutely. And as I said, all, all, I think I'll speak for everyone listening. I say good luck, guys. I think, you know, I think you're already doing us proud um, with just this podcast appearance. Uh, it's a great team very easy to get behind i can't wait to go and buy the shirt uh and wear it and get eight million people give me confused looks about what team is that uh, <laughs> if you've got a reach of but, eight million people we should have signed you uh, look ah. t- to be honest i've got uh, i get enough strange looks when i wear a reading shirt so uh thinking i'm a qpr fan but enough of that. Um, you can hear my ramblings on such things uh, throughout the year. Hopefully, uh, I'm having a few technical issues over the day, so I apologise that my voice has not sounded as clear as usual. But um, such is the the fun world of podcasting. But there is one thing that I can still do, and hopefully, my voice reaches everybody. But there's one thing we've got to do to finish this show, and it's the first time I've been in here with with four other guys. But we're going to try and do it. Let's finish the show. So, Aaron, I'll let you guide people through. What do we do to finish the show? We drop it. Ryan? Drop it. Salmon? Drop it. And John? We'll drop it. Let's drop it. Drop it. You. 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 F U T T T in the view. F U T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T